Welcome back. This is Nathan Davis with Aspen Wealth Management. And continuing with our overview of a sound investment policy statement, we are going to look at how to close out our IPS with portfolio constraints, asset allocation, and execution. Portfolio constraints are important to define as they can restrict the advisor from implementing certain investments or using certain strategies. This section is a great place to disclose the client's time horizon, liquidity needs, tax considerations, or other unique circumstances. Time horizon is often represented in multiple periods. Long-term needs would be covering living expenses in retirement and would stretch the duration of the client's life expectancy, while goals like a targeted retirement date or funding a child's college education would be considered more short-term. Liquidity needs are defined by cash inflows or outflows from the portfolio. If a client is in the accumulation stage, their liquidity needs would be low as they are contributing to the account regularly. A retiree with recurring monthly distributions has higher liquidity needs and the advisor should always be cognizant of how much cash is available in the portfolio. If there is an expected future windfall, such as an inheritance or large bonus from work, disclosing those here is valuable to the advisor. Tax considerations start with distinguishing qualified accounts from non-qualified accounts. In a qualified account, like an IRA, the advisor can make trades as needed to maintain the target asset allocation without triggering a tax event. On the flip side, any distributions from this account would be taxable to the client. Keeping track of any tax loss carry forwards alerts the advisor to what sort of gains can be realized in a non-qualified account without triggering a taxable event. Unique circumstances can be a catch-all for anything else that needs to be considered in the portfolio management process. The most common are how to address concentrated stock positions, such as an employer stock, or legacy positions that a client has emotional ties to and would prefer not be sold. Lastly, the IPS should include the client's strategic asset allocation and any notes on how the advisor will go about executing that allocation in practice. It's recommended that the allocation be presented in terms of asset classes and sub-asset classes versus actual holdings given that asset classes are much less likely to change by the advisor's direction during the portfolio management process. Additional disclosures here should be whether the advisor has discretionary authority, how the advisor monitors the accounts for any deviations from the strategic asset allocation, and when rebalancing is inevitably required, how are trades executed in the client's accounts. You can read our full blog post about investment policy statements at aspenwealthmgmt.com and click on blog. We'll talk to you tomorrow.